0: Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and this week we're going to tackle two separate subjects, both of which are rapidly gaining steam in the eye of American public and the news. Uh, The vaccine and how they're presenting it to the people in terms of information available and what they're doing to silence the other side, and the increasing, or so it would seem, increasing probability that Donald Trump will seek presidential election again in 2024. Um, let us start with the vaccine. And I know a lot of you uh, remain dead set against the idea of getting it. And I know a lot of you um, are big on learning more about the vaccine from alternate uh, news sources, you know, not just the CDC and the, and the federal government, which I, I do applaud, but um, However, I, the one thing I want to tackle about this is the we know that, especially on YouTube and other social media platforms, that they are working to erase any uh, quote-unquote misinformation about the vaccine. Uh, YouTube uh, recently just announced they'll be taking any video off that uh, they say offers misinformation about the vaccine. The announcement comes late because we know they've been doing this for the better part of the past year. Um, and uh, the CDC and the FDA and medical experts and the government warn against uh, believing uh, misinformation and spreading it as news and fact and truth. And here's the thing. I want to make this clear. I agree with attempting to clamp down on passing medical information off as news and fact without proper uh, basis, without a proper foundation in, uh, with, with, you know, expert viewpoints and things of that nature that is important to know that is the reason why they're going after this and i one of the things i will say is that many of the people who uh are against the vaccine those who you know they tend to be conservative tend to be republican and tend to be older and they also tend to be a little more naive when it comes to the internet and uh dissemination of information in a digital form they sort of want to believe everything they see if it's online if they if it looks like it comes from a a reputable source or if it looks like a so-called expert has put a video up on YouTube and above all else, if it has something that they desperately want to believe, then they are simply going to believe it as fact and pass it off as such and not do their homework. They're not going to trace it back and try to find where this information exactly came from. Um, you know they're not they're just not going to do that and that is dangerous. Uh, it's always dangerous, what, whatever it is. It doesn't have anything, even if it has nothing to do with COVID, you can't be allowing people to spread uh, such vast reams of misinformation because people will pay for it uh, with hospital visits and potentially their lives. I wanted to make this clear because that is an important factor and one we have to consider when we are talking about medical information that's everywhere and so many. Uh, viewpoints and stances, and all of that. We really do have to be careful and we have to be, we have to discriminate and pick and choose. Uh, and, you know, in the end, it is up to us to decide who we wish to listen to. However, the government doesn't want us to do that. The government wants us to listen to one side and one side only. And this is where I have the problem. The problem I have is not with what I said before because I believe in that. The problem I have is that. They are, they're essentially, the the word misinformation in this case is subjective. In other words, the only way the social media platform can judge it to be false or misinformation is if it doesn't come from a particular quote-unquote verified source. Uh, Twitter has the green check marks and all the other social media platforms, even if it's not visible, they have their own vetting as well. However, that is, of course, platform-specific and highly subjective. In my view, the CDC in no way earns any sort of green check based on their history of killing countless people with false claims about drugs and other uh, things that have come out the past 30, 40 years. We know this is fact. They have said over and over and over again, countless times, that such and such drug will not cause any problems, is okay, here it is, put it on the market, FDA clears it, and a month later we're finding out that it does horrible things, that it's highly addicted. This has happened countless times, hundreds of times, literally, in the past four or five decades. And in that being the case, I have no reason to trust the CDC or the FDA. I don't believe they should get any sort of pass just because they're so giant just because the government says these are the people you need to listen to. The other thing that bothers me is that there are plenty of doctors and, yes, experts in their field who are speaking out against some of the rhetoric being spewn by the CDC and the federal government and saying, you know, there are things we need to look out for with this vaccine. There are certain things that you need to remember about it, facts that we should not ignore, which they are ignoring. And because, simply because... They don't fall under the umbrella of verified source. In other words, if it's not coming from a a source that the the platform says is okay, they're just going to delete it. They're going to remove it. Now, they don't know. They only have an algorithm in place. There's There's no manual thing going along here unless... I guess in some circumstances, if they have a lot of complaints about a video, they, it might be manually reviewed and then they'll take it off or decide to let it stay or whatever. But for the most part, just like with all these massive platforms, there are algorithms in place for this. So if, if it's spreading you know, the truth about the vaccine and it doesn't come from such and such source, they're just going to remove it. They're probably not even going to look at it. That is the problem because there are plenty of uh, voices from well-established experts in their field that are being silenced simply because they are not agreeing with the current rhetoric and guidelines and advice from the government. What this means is not that they're just trying to tamp down dangerous information. What this really means is that they are tamping down any uh, message that does not jive with the message from the state, from the government. This is all state mandated. This is very regime communist oriented. This is you are going to obey what we say and anything that goes against it. We are simply going to decry as bogus. We're going to say that it isn't true, that it's not coming from our verified sources. Therefore, it cannot be true and should not be entertained or considered in any way. And we're just going to shut that down and you will never see it. That is extraordinarily dangerous because that is what authoritarian and tyrannical regimes do. That has nothing to do with uh, stopping the spread of information, misinformation and everything to do with enforcing a set message of propaganda from an overwhelmingly powerful government. That's what that is. If they had said, for example, like, let, let left these videos in place or other pieces of information, articles in place. And maybe they, I guess they could put a warning on it and say, you know, this didn't come from such and such, but just leave it there. They do do that sometimes, but for the most part, they're just erasing it. I'm okay with the warning, sort of, even though the way it's worded makes it sound like sort of the same type of thing. Whoever said this is a crackpot, you shouldn't trust them. All I would say is, you know, this doesn't come from... Uh, one of our, you know, verified sources, and you know, we'll let you decide for yourself, which is really what should be doing. That's the most they should do. Uh, instead, they're simply erasing it. And when you simply erase uh, opposing viewpoints, uh, you're you're not. I know they're doing this under the guise of safety, uh, general public safety, and saying, uh, okay, well, for the good of the public, the good of the good of all, which is, of course, another one of the tenets of communism and socialism uh, and an authoritarian a government. But for the good of everybody, we're going to make this so no one can see it. Uh, a, it's insulting to a lot of people because, it, you know, a lot of us can take a look at something and know it's garbage and know that there's not enough here to believe in that these people really are crackpots. And there is a big difference be- between that and... and uh, Stances that are well worth listening to because the people who provide it are absolutely experts in their field. And that is verified. Uh, They, you know, they weren't, they're not crackpots, you know, but silencing one side of it means you are silencing the experts who are disagreeing with you along with the crackpots. And that is a problem. That's a very big problem. And if they want to talk about the public good and they're really interested in a PSA, What they really need to be doing is instead of shoving the vaccine down our throats with every single commercial that you see or every advertisement, which is basically saying, yeah, you can keep going to McDonald's and live your crap ass lifestyle and be in the worst health and condition possible, but just take the vaccine and you'll be all right. Which, by the way, has been the message from pharmaceutical companies for a very long time and why we're in the condition we're in, because people actually believe that. Instead, what we needed is a PSA with giant red flashing statistics and numbers like they do for the death count. And saying, and saying, stats are, facts are, the people who have died from this vaccine, from this, uh, from this virus, 90% plus have existing comorbidities, and 80% plus of those are self-inflicted. In other words, obesity, overweight, diabetes, diabetes, uh, type 2, by the way, let me add, because type 1 is inherited, um, Hypertension, high blood pressure, all these things that we do it ourselves with our disgusting lifestyle and disgusting diet. And instead of doing that, which we desperately need to do, because this was a pandemic from the start. This has been a pandemic. Obesity and overweight has been a pandemic. They say it's 60% plus. I'm looking around, I say it's more like 75% of people who are in absolutely awful condition. And that is why this virus was as bad as it was. That's the only reason. The numbers bear that out, and they don't even want you to know it. They did release them at one point early on, the CDC did, and said, you know, these are the people who are dying from this outside of the elderly, but also including the elderly. Even if you're elderly, you have a much better chance of surviving it if you're in good condition. If you're a fat pig, you don't. And I am not pulling any punches here. I am tired of people who are, oh, the fat shaming and all that. All I see are people doing exactly the opposite. Idiots dancing around, fat idiots on commercials, telling us to buy their clothes like old Navy, just fat pigs bouncing around, proud of their unhealthy stature, which is going to result inevitably in them being walking medical nightmares, which is the reason why all we, we have such an insurance problem, why everyone's premiums are through the roof. Why businesses cannot afford insurances for their employees, why individuals absolutely cannot afford insurance unless they're on some sort of plan from the state or the government or a business who can afford it. And that is all because we have a critically unhealthy populace that is draining millions out of the, out of the medical establishment. And all they want to do is keep that happening. That is there no way is helping us. They want to do a PSA. They want to help us. That's the message they need to send. We need to get in better shape. We need to do it quickly. Or something besides COVID is coming after this. And it won't be the damn thing that kills us. It'll be us that kills us. Because we've been killing ourselves for a very long time. I just want to throw that out there. Make sure that everybody's aware of it. It is still dangerous, however. To silence opposition just because you believe you know it goes against your rhetoric, and for some reason uh, you know they don't have the same pedigree. Maybe they do have the same pedigree, and you're still silencing them just because they're disagreeing. And that is wrong. And that is the state overpowering freedom of speech and offering information to the people in a way that should be allowed because we should be allowed to make our own decisions based on contrasting evidence. The belief that all evidence points in one direction is completely wrong, as every single medical expert worth assault salt will tell you. There are contrasting and conflicting pieces of evidence and beliefs on this. It is not all cut and dry or black and white. That's crap. But the government wants you to believe it is. That's why they're erasing the other side. Anyway, moving on, to the possibility of donald trump uh running again in 2024 and it it does seem more and more likely he had released a statement earlier uh last week saying last, I think over the weekend that said the only thing that would stop him from running at this point is a bad call from a doctor and he is old uh he's 75 means he'd be what 78 uh if he ran again that's just it's too old as far as i'm concerned. Um, I'm not saying he's demented or anything like Biden, but it it is too old. Uh, And I've made this point before. And he has also said, uh, Republican insiders have also said that every time they, you know, the polling currently is that Trump would be at the top of the ticket right now if they were going to, if there was another election to run. Um, And, you know, there was a little thing a few months ago where Trump said that his supporters would be, quote, very happy. When he goes to make an announcement and obviously the assumption is that it means he's going to run again. Um, And I've said I I did a podcast some time ago about this and I said I was going to surprise people and say, I I don't think he should run again. Um, And the bottom line is, I I still I still believe that I don't believe he should run again. Um, I think it was necessary for him to be there to expose a lot of what was going on in Washington and in the country, which he did. Obviously, uh, to the detriment of his own political career, because they were just not going to let him stay there after that. Uh, Whether the election was, you know, reliable or not, I'm not even going to get into that. But the bottom line is he the powers that be were going to continue to work to bring him down and they still do. Um, So what's going to happen is if he runs again, they are going to redouble their efforts and it's going to get nasty. Um, and I'm also afraid it's it's going to further divide the nation if that's even possible. I I know Biden certainly is doing a grand job of that himself, just like all Democrats are. They've been seeking to divide this nation for decades and they're doing a great job of it now and have been for some time. It's absolutely 100% their fault. Um, but Trump tends to get people riled up in a certain way, tends to, and, and people tend to ignore everything else when that happens. They just they're on board with Trump and they don't care and everything he says is good, it, it tends to um, cloud the issue more. We needed him at one point. We needed his, his unique style of leadership and, and bomb, bombastic nature to get up there and say, you know, we are still here and there are people in this country who don't like your woke garbage and we are going to fight back against it. Um, and one thing I will add now, however is that Biden has proven so incompetent and so bad as a leader that it's becoming more and more obvious that it just seems impossible that he'd be re-elected. Uh, his, his approval rating is, is going into the toilet. Now, if you compare Trump's and Biden's approval rating about this time, they're actually pretty similar, um, you know, based on certain polls. But... Biden has just been tanking so fast it he used to be uh, you know i think it was in june it was over or something. And now it's like 38. I mean, it's low. And it's just going down and down. The Afghanistan thing obviously hurt him. The border situation continues to hurt him. The increasing inflation continues to hurt him. The fact that cost of living is skyrocketing, that supply chains are absolutely breaking and are right now terrible, which I warned everybody that this was going to be the case. And anybody who looks around in a fog and goes, gee, why can't I buy anything? Why Why aren't the shelves stocked? You're too clueless, too naive even exist right now? What do you, how do you not know? We're paying people to not work. We're giving them incentive to not work. People refuse to work. are the most entitled humans alive. They're also half of them are terrified for absolutely no reason. And you have supply chains splintering because of the previous pandemic and the uh, policies instilled now in the public. And uh, why, why are we surprised? This is only going to get worse. And Biden is at the helm of this. So he's going to pay the, a hefty price for this, it would seem. It also seems that um, uh, Kamala Harris is she's not an option and I Democrats I think know that she's not an option um, she's just she's a train wreck she's maybe not as bad as Biden but close and you can't have her in charge of anything clearly it, the, the border is a good example um, what concerns me about Trump running again is that they we're, we're gonna we're going to see some seriously nasty stuff. If we haven't seen it already, we're going to see it now uh, if Trump runs again. And, and it's because the left is going to freak right out. And they are going to get – if you think they're militant before, you, you don't even want to guess how nasty and hostile they're going to get towards Trump supporters and towards the other side. It really is flirting with civil war to have Trump run again. And it's not – I'm not saying that against him per se I'm just saying based on the current uh, trends in this country uh, I, I've always said I think we need a we need a strong voice but we need someone who isn't going to be that lightning rod um, maybe DeSantis although he's he certainly has his fair share of enemies on the left or um, somebody like that but the, the problem is having the right person for the job having the right person to take on Biden if he even makes it to, to 2024. Um, And in the end, the question will be, does it even matter? Because the people who don't trust the election system will say, well, it doesn't matter because with a flawed and broken and rigged system, it won't matter. Democrats are going to get in no matter what. The compounding problem there is the people who say that may not vote. In fact, many of them say they won't, which means... That that is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You believe it's broken. You won't vote. And the only people who say that, obviously, people who are going to vote Republican right now. So you're taking your vote away, which means there's even less of a chance. And when Democrats storm and do it all over again, you're going to make the same claim and say, well, the, the, the election system is broken and there's fraud. But you didn't vote. That's one thing we have to avoid. We can't afford to do that. You have to get out there and vote at the, you know, at the bare minimum. It's all we can really do. Um and the only reason I say that Trump has a better shot of, than I thought before is because of Biden's just absolute tailspin. I didn't think he'd go this south this this quickly. And um, so it does seem more and more like Trump could could come back and win this. But again, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think he's the right person for this. I don't think. And again, we, really, we need somebody younger. These people are too old. Trump is not in the best physical condition. I'm sorry, he's not. His brain is fine. It's not, it's not like Biden. You know? But he's not in the in the greatest condition. And and 78, you're gonna be what, 82? You're, you're really pushing it. Um what we need is somebody younger in there. We need some young blood, we need some young, powerful conservative or Republican to, to take the reins and try and go for this. And actually, to have Trump support that individual would be a very good idea. He could, somebody he likes, somebody he can throw his weight behind because he has a significant clout in, in the GOP and among, around the country as well. So it'd be, I, I always said it would be better to have somebody besides Trump running, but to have his support and to have his support well known. And that really would be our best bet. But I never thought Biden, I mean, I always knew Biden was going to be, you know, sort of a mess and very ineffective and very liberal, obviously, and pushing all the woke agendas. I just didn't think uh, the the Afghanistan mess really accelerated his decline and uh, the fact that inflation is not getting any better and the cost of living isn't getting any better and saying absurdly idiotic things like a you know, a $3.5 trillion bill not costing America anything, um, it's becoming abundantly clear that he cannot, he, he should not be there. And so, you know, I question whether or not he's going to make 2024, and I question whether or not, uh, you know, who would, who Democrats would run in their place. Is it possible they could find someone even worse? Um but we do need, you know, obviously, if we're going to try and come back, we're going to try and flip the House and the Senate back again in, in next year. Those midterm elections will be critical. Uh, those are vastly more important right now. So I, I, I think we should all be focusing on that as opposed to the presidential election, which is certainly much farther off. Um, but as for Trump, uh, he, it's, it's almost too dangerous for <laughs> him to run again. I, I really believe that. Um, he, I, I don't want to tempt The fates. I don't want to give the left more incentive to be more militant and to do something that is, could destroy the country in a way that we never anticipated because these people are so drunk with power uh, that they will do anything to stay in power. And that really is the scariest part. Um, So that's my piece for this week. Uh, Again, if you wish to subscribe, feel free to do so. It's free or you can just listen every week. I don't do any uh, I don't do explicit content and I don't run ads and I don't care about your personal information. I will never ask for it. Um, so, uh, uh be again, be wary of, of sources that you don't believe, but also, uh, wary of sources that are iffy that just because they're telling you what you want to hear doesn't necessarily mean it's true. At the same time, be very wary of government suppression. Um, and that's really the end game for us and the end game for from me for this message. That's it, and uh, I'll see you again next week. Thank you.